0: Good afternoon and welcome to Startup Nation, our weekly podcast that celebrates innovation and entrepreneurship. Startup Nation is brought to you by Dublin Business Innovation Centre, where ambitious founders get support to start and scale new businesses. At Dublin BIC, we work with startups to get them investor ready and also assist them to raise the funds needed to grow their business. I'm Conor Carmody. I hope you'll stay with me over the next while as we explore emerging trends in the worlds of technology and business. Today, I want to chat about the concept of no code, low code, discuss what it is and what does it mean for businesses. So if you think for the last few decades, we've been able to operate computers without ever writing a line of code, we take out our laptop, we get to work and everything just works. There's a similar transformation happening for people who want to build software with the arrival of no code technology. And in simple terms, this means that non-tech folk can now build websites, mobile apps and indeed process automation. So the short definition as I understand it is programming without coding. It's using tools that empower you to build a fully functional, responsive web app or website without code. But how? Well, again my understanding is that every piece of technology is built using code and that the no-code platforms provide the building blocks that every, you know, website or app needs. That sits on top of that. So you connect these blocks together into an application and you're using something like a drag and drop. You're not writing code um, and they're kind of fairly easy to understand applications. So instead of learning a program language or even several program languages, you just need to learn how one single program works and then you can work on whatever the project is. So that whole kind of burden of I need to understand code, I need to, to kind of understand how that all works has been Lightened, maybe even eradicated. That's the future, I think. It's been talked about for a while, but I think it's here today. So, to help me understand this, I'm joined by Daria Souza, who is the co founder and COO of Kianda Technologies. And she'll talk about their cloud based automation platform that allows users, with or without coding skills, to digitize and streamline their businesses. And Daria has recently announced a significant funding round last October. I'm looking forward to hearing all about that raise. How are you? Hi, Connor. Great. Thank you so much. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Thanks so much for joining us uh, on our show. We're delighted to have you. And maybe to get us started, tell us a little bit about you and uh, your background. Uh, As Tommy Tiernan might say, you're not from this parish originally.
1: No, no, absolutely not. I'm originally from Turkey. Oh. And yes, I grew up in Turkey. I studied my uh, degree in Turkey. Then I moved to Portugal to do my master's degree. And that's how everything started. I met my husband in Portugal while both we were studying. I lived there five years. I speak very well Portuguese. And uh, then we moved to Ireland. So we were looking for better weather.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think so.
1: (laughs) so. We were looking for kind of uh, career advancements, you know, better opportunities for ourselves. And that's how we ended up in Ireland 15 years ago.
0: Very good. You're one of us now. Um, And talk then uh, a little bit about You know, what, what brought you to the, the world of entrepreneurship? Maybe describe kind of some of what you've done to date and how did you, how did you settle on or how did you arrive at setting up Kianda?
1: So yeah, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Kianda and Kianda is a no-code application development platform. What this means, it helps organizations to accelerate their software delivery. By allowing users, uh, regardless of their programming skills to create uh, the business applications they need. So my background again, uh, from Turkey to Portugal, I worked as a web designer. I started and web developer, IT consultant in the last 18 years, uh, mostly working in IT and focusing on user experience and user interfaces um, in different discipline sectors. I worked in Ireland and Portugal. And um, so, uh, When uh, we we always had this idea of starting our own business, you know, back then, but I think we didn't have great examples when we were too young. So it it took until 2016, uh, we decided that it's time for us to do, um, and kind of take the, the, the risk. And see what we can do. And working as an IT consultant um, in IT departments, I've seen the struggle companies go through, departments go through when it comes to delivering digital systems. To help them, you know, help companies simple business processes that they need to be digitized. Those paper forms, back and forth emails, that we lose data. They need to be digitized for uh, companies to improve their business processes as well as, you know, outcome the as well as better business outcomes. So I've seen projects that failing, multi million euro projects, IT projects failing so easily. So what we were looking was to allow. Uh, users, whether they have technical skills or not, programming skills or not, to be part of this digital transformation journey, to help companies to uh, streamline and, you know, accelerate their business transformation with wider audience, not just IT-skilled people. Uh, because we were in it, we were in fire, and we've seen how, you know, IT-skilled uh, resources are so short, and um, it's really hard To get things right when it comes to digitalization or when it comes to creating even simple applications. As a programmer, I know, you know, writing things from scratch and we were building similar systems, similar solutions for different customers, different, you know, companies, myself and my husband, uh, you know, working during the day for different companies, coming back home, talking about things. At the end, we were creating similar things from scratch over and over. And We thought there has to be a better way. Yeah, It shouldn't be not just us, uh, you know, who can program, but it should be more people. It should be more inclusive. So that's kind of the passion of uh, trying to make creation of technology more inclusive, claim to myself and himself.
0: That's it's a lovely overview. Um, But I mean, starting a business is difficult and, you know, having a great idea is one part of it. Like, how did you take the step from saying, "Okay, we're IT consultants at the moment," we've spotted there's a big opportunity. Now we're going to go about addressing that. Like, what was the, what was the, what were the steps along that way? I suppose is what I'm chasing.
1: Yeah, so it wasn't easy. Of course, it was quite challenging. Uh, When we had this idea, we all we had our second uh, child. You know, it was I was on maternity leave actually, and it wasn't an easy decision. We had really good bit of sleepless nights, but. I suppose uh, we knew that it was the right time for us to do something like yeah. this. If we didn't do it, we would regret. I knew we would regret. So yeah. it was hard. We had sleepless nights. But we just thought it was the right time for us. We right. had to try it. And we quit our jobs. That was the biggest challenge. Brave. And we have, yeah, we have family to raise. We have things to manage, mortgage, crash and everything. So about when we started, literally, um, myself and, uh, Osvaldo, we worked. Uh, full-time on it. Uh, You know, We had some savings, so we could manage for a while to create the platform, the technology itself, from scratch ourselves. Everything was built in-house, literally here. In the the house. (laughs) In the house. And so we spent at least eight months to get to a stage that we would have a beta product. And uh, we went to talk to our network, anyone we worked before with or anyone we knew from our network. We got our first customer from Denmark an airline company and uh, so it was really good paid beta customer it was fantastic it was a treasure for us Uh, we got really good feedback and a couple of months later we officially launched our product in a in a tech conference in a uh, dublin european tech conference that's where we found our second customer from portugal and then ireland of course the other customers started to come in from ireland belgium so Mostly started with Europe. That would have been our first year after launching the product. So the journey, of course, wasn't easy. But I think when you like what you do, when you enjoy it, you know, it's it's you kind of can ignore a couple of different couple yeah, yeah, of challenges yeah, yeah. that yeah. you might see uh, along the way. And we got really good support uh, from Ireland ecosystem, startup ecosystem. When we were launching, I did New Frontiers, Uh, you know, I created a bit more network um, and I heard a lot from, you know, good support from other advisors and what are the funding opportunities for us available. So we didn't know much about these things. It was very new. Yeah. Everything was so new for us. Uh, But. I think being two people as well, you know, having a co-founder is really good. It's a good help. You know, you're supporting each other. You're completing, you know, one thing that I can be good at, the other thing the other can be good at. So sure. it's really helped along the way. But I have to say uh, the the support that's available in Ireland has been phenomenal.
0: Explain. I tried in my intro to explain no code and low code. Um, give me your, because it's been talked about for a while, uh, Daria, and Firstly, what it is, and then secondly, is the time now for for that? Like, because it's been around for a couple of years, so is is now the time?
1: Yeah, so yes, it's been around for a couple of years, but actually, it's more than that. If you think about it, Excel is a low code solution. Yeah. If you think about it, there are so many other systems we used in the past; they were kind of low code. You know, it's something like a, the idea of configuring. Rather than software developing, so kind of a configuration approach. But in the last twelve months, uh, I think it's become a it's become a really hot topic, which is great for us. Uh, When we started, if I say no code, low code, people would tell me, "Drop that from your pitch. Nobody understands what you're talking about." But now, when I say no code, low code, I can see people are getting excited. I'm really delighted that there is the trend going on. It's helping us. Absolutely. So we used to educate more our audience, but we are, of course, we are still educated, but a lot less now. So what it is, it's, it's a bit like, uh, rather than creating software system from scratch, it's a bit like building Lego blocks approach. So as a, as a, as a provider, Kianda, for example, we have these pre-built components, actions and rules that users go into any designer interface on a browser. It runs on a browser. You go into a designer interface. By using these pre-built components, you are putting them together and creating the steps, the forms, the interfaces that you need for a certain business application. It's that simple. So imagine previously, perhaps we were using you know, paper folders, putting uh, forms into a folder to create yeah. a step that it goes from one department to another. Somebody needs to sign. Previously, we needed yeah. more wet signatures, right? Yeah. Uh, and then that kind of idea of uh, having a folder, now it's turning into a digital interface. So you go into your computer, you turn it on, and you get notifications to your email. You click, you go to the system, you fill in the information in a form, Say you are in HR department. You need to new hire. There is a new hire. You need to fill in details. All of these are digital interfaces that you go in step by step, um, and at the end you can create an end-to-end business process that is automate automated, and you can generate reportings from these things. So I'm giving these examples as ourselves as what Kianda provides, but uh, no code and low code is. um There are differentiation, you know, when we talk about it. There are systems in the market that are um, generating code. So, they are low-code systems, no-code platforms, but generate code for software developers to go in and speed up their delivery of the system. So, they... You put together some interfaces, it generates code in the background for you, and then you start from there and build the rest of it yourself. You are the software developer, say. But there are other systems in the market, like ourselves. We don't generate code. We call ourselves true no-code system. Uh, So we allow users, whether they have any programming skill or not, to go in. And enjoy this kind of uh, user-friendly interface, put together the fields they need, the actions, uh, the rules that they need by just configuring them, not coding. So we do all the coding in the background uh, for users
0: to. So do you have a kind of, so if I were a business and I'm trying to automate some business processes and you talked about digital transformation, I come onto your platform and I'm just looking at as you you almost like the Lego blocks, as you call it, this lovely interface in front and I'm kind of moving stuff around to get what I want built. Is that in the background then you're doing the work, the system is doing the work and configuring what I need to get configured. And I'm just up at the I'm up at the top level at the graphical level up here.
1: Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, it's the system runs in your browser. Uh, as a business owner, you can go in and we provide dashboards. So in your dashboards, you're going to see, say, in HR, how many people you onboarded or finance, how many projects you need to or budgets that you need to approve. So you can see my tasks, you know, yeah. my things that I have to do today kind of approach with a um, user-friendly Reporting dashboard again, all of them is customizable. So you can have multiple dashboards for each manager for what they are looking for. Then in the background, in the, in the background, we have this designer interface where admin users typically in the system would go in and design these business processes with uh, blocks, pre-built blocks, and once they design, they deploy and they become available for anyone in the company to go in, okay, today I have to approve this project and I can go in and start a new project and use it because the admin user created for me and it's available for anyone in the organization to go in and start a process basically. Uh, yeah. So
0: you, I was looking at your, uh, and to bring it to life, you, you mentioned a company that you'd signed up, uh, Resco, and they had, mm-hmm. they, they kind of, the testimonial was we had about 86, you know, other companies and they selected you. So my question is, what was it they were trying to fix? And why did they pick you? <laughs>
1: So it's a great case study. I I have to say we are delighted that we published this. And they've been with us almost more than 10 years now, 10 10 months, sorry. Um, So this is a customer from US and uh, he is a director of IT in Resco Products. And uh, himself, he was looking for a solution to help him to create these bespoke applications they needed uh, for different departments. And he is a researcher. So he went through and looked for many different systems available in the market. Microsoft's Power Apps, Zapier, Zoho, uh, Nintex, all these no-code, low-code platforms that are all of them are competitors. And he tried all of these, many big names. And at the end, he came to us, he came across online to Kianda, and he said, I'm going to give it a go. And he started, and he was really um, delighted to see that Kianda could do everything he was looking to achieve. From his words, I can tell you, he was uh, saying that uh, many big names in the market that you might think they're really great platforms. They may be doing what you want them to do, but they are missing the main functionalities, the basic functionalities even. So Kiande is doing all these basics and beyond Mm -hmm. for him. So I think this was a really great testimonial for us to get. Um, And he is very technical, so he knows what he's looking for. The reason he picked uh, Gianda, in his words, is flexibility of the platform and the user friendliness, the ease of use, being able to make changes quickly, being able to create systems he needs um, a lot faster compared to other competitors in the market. And now, yeah, he deployed many systems already in many business processes across the business. He's delighted uh, the amount of work he could achieve with it. Some examples um, they are using the platform for was uh, are. For example, uh, purchasing, so PO approvals, CAPEX approvals, um, incident reporting. The quality is one of the areas we do really well. We have many customers in engineering, construction, manufacturing, using our platform for their quality process uh, automation, digitalization of yeah. these incident reporting, inspection checklists. So those kind of Solutions that you need to go into a site and check, uh, fill in a checklist, paper form, and access sheet. Now they are using our platform on the go, on mobile or tablet. On a vessel in somewhere in the world, some of our customers are, yeah. you know, construction sites uh, to do those checklists and take a photo, upload it in system. The good thing about it, most platforms offer this, but I think it's important to highlight anything that anyone is looking to, you know, use a platform like ours, they need to integrate with existing systems. So, uh, it. Big companies might have um, invested a lot in previous systems. So you don't want to lose those data or, you know, whatever you have invested, you need to be able to leverage. Yeah. So we sit on top of them like a better user interface. Uh, so for end users to go in and enjoy their day-to-day
0: tasks. Very good. A lovely example. You talked about digital transformation and As I would understand it, this platform and in that example that you gave there where there's approvals and there's process approvals and stuff, the company doesn't have to go and rework all of the existing legacy systems. You sit on top and then you automate those processes. So at a SaaS level, without having to rip out everything that you have, you can transform your business. Is that kind of it?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So we connect to SAP, we connect to SharePoint, all these uh, ERP systems companies might be using Oracle, SQL Server, any data systems they might be using. One of our customers uh, is uh, Salta uh, from HHC Hospital, and um, they are using our system for their uh, finance department, some of their finance approvals. And it's interesting. Uh, they spoke in one of the events. Uh, they mentioned that they had, I think, a system that was 15 years old or so, that they never thought that they could bring life to that system. But with the help of Kianda, they are able to you know, connect Kianda into that system and digitize the applications, the processes they need to streamline their finance, uh, some of the finance processes. I think this is a really good example. And when we look back, digitalization is difficult.
0: You know, yeah. it's not easy it's yeah, a broad yeah.
1: term, and uh, there's a rising demand you know we are all working remotely and uh, things have changed it's not a nice to have anymore it has it has become a must-have yeah. digitalization and you know companies to be able to collaborate effectively uh, operate efficiently be a bit more leaner they need to bring more value with less effort so digitalization is super important now but it is complex Yes. It's not easy. And the key enabler of digitalization is software development. Yes. And we don't have enough IT skilled resources. Unfortunately, only 0.5% of the world population is capable of coding. So, um, this is why solutions like no code, low code approach is uh, the answer for many organizations like Kianda's customers. It's speeding up deliver of these systems that they need, and it's allowing them to be more agile. Today, the system or any digital system we deliver, they have to be adaptable, they have to be scalable, and they have. To, we have to be agile. We have to be able to go in and maintain, make changes as we go because things change so fast. Yeah. So I suppose uh, to, to conclude here, um, no-code and low-code type of development approach uh, has become catalyst to accelerate digital transformation and making it easier and more approachable for a wider audience, not just IT departments, but wider audiences.
0: Very good. Let's talk a little bit about you. And you were named as, one of, as a woman in IT Entrepreneur of the Year in 2021, and which must be, for you personally, very gratifying to be recognised by your peers.
1: Absolutely, absolutely,
0: it was, (laughs) and a great, uh, a great honor. Is it? And we've talked about this over the while. As a woman entrepreneur, have you found it more difficult than your male counterpart? Do you think?
1: Yes, I I can't ignore, I can't deny. Yes, there has been times that I felt a bit more difficult, um, but I'm very optimistic. I'm very optimistic for the future, for, for next generations. But overall, I look at it as uh, not just, you know, a women entrepreneur or women in tech. I look at it, women in anywhere, any aspect of our lives that are not representative, enough, not equally, we see these examples. So I'm passionate about this, I have to say. And I don't mind being called female <laughs> entrepreneur or women in tech or whatever, because I know the fact that there is gap And we need to work towards the gap. The time that I'll be more comfortable and happy or maybe tell everyone to ignore this type of titles is when we close the gaps. You know, when we get there, we don't even need to talk about this anymore because it's equal. But it's not currently and we know it. And there's many reasons behind it. And yes, I have been kind of, pitching sessions that um, you know judges were only male dominated and I've been pitching sessions where it was equal or more female dominated yeah. and I did better uh, like I can't explain this exactly yeah, why yeah. but there are things uh, being minority sometimes can be good but sometimes can be challenging okay. I try to look at it as it's it's uh, whatever different differences I have or when I'm a minority, I try to look at it as this is an advantage for me. You know, I can use it to my advantage and do better. But I know, in fact, a lot of us as women, uh, we might lack confidence. Yeah. Uh, we might not feel that we belong to the place we are for other reasons, other things
0: going on Im- maybe around us. Imposter, so, imposter syndrome.
1: Yes, I didn't want to say that, but exactly <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, this is why I think uh, supporting female entrepreneurs, women in business, women in anywhere is important. Yeah, because we know the fact, we know the gap. We need to support each other as well as, uh, I suppose, having supports available for women, you know, from uh, whatever initiatives are available in Ireland, in in the globe, all of them are important, in my opinion. All of them are really important for us to see more examples, great examples for us to inspire and grow with it.
0: Yeah. No, you're dead right. And Enterprise Ireland do a huge amount on this. uh, In fairness, they're very, very supportive. And I know uh, Sheila heads it up down there. They do a super job. Can I move to talk about your funding strategy? And can I just Mm -hmm. say congratulations? I was just looking up. uh, You raised one and a half million in October 21, which is a fantastic achievement. Well done. Talk to me about raising that amount of money.
1: Yes, thank you so much. Yes, absolutely. It was great. I'll just go back a bit To talk about our strategy. So we have, we have grown organically until last year. So we started 2016. We get the product live and we started gaining customers. That was our main strategy. Sure. Growing our customer base from the beginning. So we wanted to prove that we are uh, filling a gap in the market. We are, we wanted to prove ourselves. So we grew our customer base before looking at funding. However, when I did new frontiers, I came across the local enterprise office, Fingal. So they are really great place to start when it comes to if you want to, you know, get a bit of support and help without giving equity. So that's how we started. Um, then 2020 was the year for us. We planned and we will be looking for. External funding, and I well, I won an uh, award from the National Treasury Management Agency, so I became the entrepreneur in residence there, and they introduced us to uh, many different VCs and good bit of uh, they have really experienced professionals within their team as well. They were great support. And we started to talk to VCs and we were introduced to some of them. That's how we came across the kernel and we started conversations with them. It went very well and uh, we closed our first. Uh, round with them together with Enterprise Ireland, one and a half million. And now we are growing the team, growing the customer base, focusing on R&D as well with the help of this fund. Uh, In terms of future, we'll be looking in the next uh, 12, 18 months, we'll be looking to raise another round Series A. And we are talking to many VCs globally. Uh, I suppose COVID has been... uh, I don't want to say great thing, but it's a great help in terms of being able to reach out to, you know, talk to anyone. So we are talking to many VCs from US, Europe, and no code, low code is quite trending at the moment. So it's been a bit of an advantage. So we don't have to travel so much to be introduced, to talk to different, you know, different individuals from different VCs. That's been a great advantage so far.
0: Fantastic. Um. Last question before I let you go and um, many, many continued success to you. Uh, Last question before I let you go. What's your advice? You're in 30 seconds. What's your piece of advice to the startups who are listening to us today who are looking at you with a massive round heading towards a series A, building a really successful company? What's the one thing you want them to take away from this? A
1: couple of things, I suppose. Uh, First, I I would tell them uh, to get the support that's available around you, whoever you have around you or, you know, from government initiatives. The support is really important when you're starting something such as, you know, starting your business and create a good network of people around you. That is really crucial and don't underestimate yourself. So. You don't need to, you're going to have no as an answer many times. So don't give up easily. One last thing is it's going to be challenging. It's not easy. It's not an easy journey, but you need to really enjoy what you are doing. You need to love it. And it's not like you can hide yourself under the carpet when there is a trouble. So you really need to uh, be out there. You have to have a strong mindset. But um, yeah, don't give up and keep, keep trying, whatever your dream is.
0: Fantastic. Daria, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing your story. That was Daria Souza, who is the co-founder and COO of Kianda Technologies.
1: Thank you so much, Kander.
0: Well, that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed the discussion and got an understanding of how challenging and rewarding startup life can be. I'm sure you'll join me in wishing Daria every success for the future. We hope that the stories you hear today and across the Startup Nation series will inspire you to give it a go, whatever it is. If you have a great idea and are thinking of starting and scaling a company, if you would like some support, do get in touch with us at startup at dublinbic.ie. That's it for now from Startup Nation.